This episode is different and special. Special because it's the last episode of this season, season two. And I honestly didn't know that I would get here. Uh, but here we are, and I'm grateful. Um, the episode is different because today I won't be discussing a case. Um, I wanted to do something a bit out of the ordinary, still within the realm of what we talk about here, like crime, history, kind of. Um, but definitely in the periphery. Um, I just wanted to take a little break from femicide. Um, I've looked at quite a number of cases um, this season. You know, it can weigh a little heavy, so I wanted to kind of flex my creative muscle and do something a little different. And I hope you like it because this is also a thank you to everyone who's listening, to everyone who's been listening. Thank you for journeying with me this far. Without further ado, welcome to episode 14 of Madashiro. Did you know that there are no mosquitoes in Gashie? Not many places in Kenya can boast about this. A populous town in the outskirts of Nairobi, Gashie was named for the son of a chief, Chief Kehara, who also lent his name to the neighboring area. And Gashie was reported to have been a giant of a man. The lack of mosquitoes is one good thing about Gashie, a place whose list of good things is often not very long. A little while back, I was going to visit a friend of mine who lived there, and I told my dad about it. He freaked out. I mean, he was visibly shaken. Sounding worried, he asked, Do you know how bad that place is? People are afraid of Gashie. It has this reputation of being on the wrong side of the law. Associations with crime and just being a dangerous place well, they go back to colonial times. Recent and remote happenings in Gashie seem to indicate why its reputation is so fearful. Colonial Gashie, which was quite a different place from the Gashie of today, was the site of the infamous gunning down of loyalist chief Warohio Wakongo, reportedly by the Maumau or the Kenya Land Defense Army as they were known. It is said that the decision to assassinate Warohio in Gashie was strategic, as it was known even then that the residents of Gashie wouldn't snitch to police no matter what, as one resident put it. No matter what. Fake Dr. Mogo Wawairimu, whose recent despicable crimes against unconscious female patients, among other medical-related crimes, set police after him. He attempted to hide in Gashie while on the lam. Perhaps he thought the people would keep things quiet, just like they did during Warohio's murder. The residents quickly gave him up. Here's the thing about the Warohio affair, though. That the Maumau are the ones who killed Warohio is disputed. Some accounts say he was done in by those he was loyal to. Who knows? Still... The event lends to Gashie's reputation, somehow. Gashie was also home for a while to Simon Maderi Ikere, now deceased, one of Kenya's more infamous, maybe prolific, career criminals. 
He died in 2007 at the end of a brutal shootout with police right outside his house. By that time, he had been linked to a number of dangerous crimes, murders, some high profile, so much so that his death was reported by the BBC and New York Times. He too left his mark on Gashie's scary street cred. I spent quite a bit of time in Gashie this past year, and to be honest, there is a certain air, a vibe, a quiet, frightening kind of volatility. Still, I was able to discover for myself another good thing about Gashie, and, th- and this one is a great one actually. It's the sunsets. They are beautiful. I found multiple vantage points, but the most fascinating thing was being able to watch the sunset through open windows because there are no mosquitoes for some reason. And I've never been anywhere in Kenya without at least a few mosquitoes. Are the mosquitoes afraid of Gashie? Have they also heard that it's a dangerous place? Long-lived residents of Gashie sometimes argue that the place has gotten better since at least the Madheri days. And I can see why they would say so. In my time there, I didn't see or experience anything crime-related. But there were accounts from others, robberies. Then there was that time the night guard where I stayed was attacked. That volatile vibe, especially after dark. One night, I'm out on the balcony, late, late, when a couple of voices pierce through the night. I looked down five floors below to see two lone figures walking on the road. One of the voices sounded like a woman. There was no one on the road but them, and they were talking so loud about random stuff. They were illuminated every now and then by scattered street and building lights. Balls of steel, I thought. I could never. A Kenyan newspaper article compares Gashie with nearby Ruaka, another town just outside Nairobi with similar beginnings. Ruaka, the article explained, had experienced a lot more economic growth, much of it attributed to the recent development of a good road network. They might have a point. The drive into Gashie is bumpy at best. The road quickly degenerates, going from smooth to dusty and rutted could use work. And then, who knows? Finally, a soundscape, recorded at dusk. I debated about including this because at first I thought it wasn't representative. But then, the more I listened to it, the more I thought that it was. Baraki 
harufu yake ndoaga inaivutia panya kukuja kukula na inakufa pia na hii panya ikikula hainuki kwa nyumba na diposa tunakwambia jichukulie baraki na ni nzuri sana pia tuna dawa ya mende aina ya SMS SMS ni dawa ya mende ambayo inamaliza mende kwa nyumba na inamaliza kabisa jichukulie hizi dawa kwa bei nafuu na diposa tunakwambia karibu ujipatie na utasaidika usikubali kukaa na kunguni usikubali kukaa na panya usikubali kukaa na mende jipatie hizi dawa na utasaidika zaidi karibu sana Karibu sana mwenyeji wa hapa. Leo hii tumekuletea dawa ya kunguni, dawa ambayo ni nzuri sana. Dawa hii ukipiga piga kwa nyumba inamaliza kunguni pamoja na mayai yake. Pia tuna